Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman Movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, wealthy women, and welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. Today, I am really excited to have Steph Weber join me in a conversation all around brand strategy. Steph, welcome to the show. Thanks, Erin. I'm so stoked to be here with you. It's been a long time coming for this to happen, finally. (laughs) We made it happen. I said the universe doesn't want our powers to come together because I think this is like the fourth time we've tried to record the show. Yeah, it's all good though. Here we are now. Here we are. Man, I adore Steph. She has a fiery spirit. She has a dedication beyond most people to bring the transformation she desires into the world. And we worked together years ago. We are both in Indianapolis and she has had 10 years of experience working with brands and helping them create marketing strategies. And so today we're going to dive specifically into some really amazing practical, tactical questions around how do we work to position ourselves with authority? How do we create strategy that converts? Before we dive into all that, Steph, will you just share a little bit about you outside of business and then a little bit more about what your company does? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mama to a sweet little boy, Eli, and mama to be as well um, with baby number two that we do not know what baby number two is. So it'll be a fun, exciting surprise. Although I think it's a boy. We'll see. I am married to my high school sweetheart, Colin. So thankful for him and his hands-onness in our life and his support of this insane vision that has been brought to life here at the Weber Co. We're from Indiana, but lived in Phoenix for a couple of years, discovered that we Love the mountains, love being outside. We camped on top of our forerunner in a rooftop tent. It was like a whole, it's a whole vibe out there and we miss that life. So I'm sure at some point in time when the babies are a little bit older, we will be moving back West because we miss the mountains. That's a little bit about who I am outside of business. I love to adventure, travel, experience new things. I value my time and freedom to be able to do that. So that's super important to me. And that allows me to do what I do in my business. So it all ties together. Yes. I love that you emphasized how much you value your time. I think time is our biggest, greatest resource. And I love that you've built a company that allows you to have the time freedom to travel, to have time with your babies, to do the things that you love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why else did we get into entrepreneurship in the first place? You know, most of us got into this game because we were craving some level of freedom, whether that was time, financial, location, 
or some combination of all of it, right? I mean, for me, being able to control my calendar and decide what it is that's important allows me to say, I'm going to take Eli to Disney for like four days and just have a good time. That's the power of being able to make those decisions as an entrepreneur and build a business that fits into your life. I think for so long, this has not always been the case. So this sounds like really pretty right now, but this has not always been my reality. You know, I feel like I hustled my way to get here. Like I was telling you before we started recording, Erin. And um, now I'm like, we can shift things and your business gets to be what you want it to be. But you've got to start with that vision first of what do you want to create? And your business has to fit around that model. Absolutely. Yes. Vision should lead us. And then you just reverse engineer. Okay. If this is my vision, how do I get there? And obviously we're always learning. We're always tweaking. You and I are both still learning. How do we tweak our business to now fit our new seasons of life? Like you, before we started recording, you're like, so two kids, how is it? I was like, it's insane, but it's amazing. So you know, we're all on the journey together. Steph, will you just share a little bit more about the Weber Co., what you do? And then I can't wait to dive into our conversation. Yes. So the Weber Co. became the Weber Co., Erin, as you were saying earlier, we worked together years ago. And what's funny is that the red in our brand color came from a conversation you and I had. I distinctly remember sitting in your space, in your home, and you were like, well, what color pops out to you within your brand? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's my red hair, red. We haven't changed that. Like red is such a staple for the Weber Co. So obviously visuals are a very tiny fraction of branding as a whole, which we're going to get into today. But this whole business really started under an influencer marketing brand. I was an influencer here in Indy under the brand name Trendy and Indy. What I loved most about that business was the relationships that I was building with the brands I was supporting and promoting on my platform. And in doing that, realizing that those brands were very much just trying to grow and gain visibility but didn't always know their story or what made them unique or why people were choosing to shop them versus the boutique down the street or the restaurant down the street or whatever it may be. And I was like, I can fill this gap. And I knew for me, while influencer marketing was great, it was not going to be my end game. It wasn't the thing that really lit my soul on fire and the way that I felt like I needed to be profitable in that business. So I needed to shift. And so I said, I'm going to consult and start there. And I started with one hour brand consulting sessions, which led me to creating a 10 week coaching program that I sold both one-on-one and in group format, and then pivoted to the Weber Co. And now here we are. And we've had a lot more pivots since that time. We've had many group coaching programs and we have our agency model. So lots of good, exciting journey of entrepreneurship things, but as a whole, the Weber Co. really is focused on branding and marketing for small businesses and branding and marketing go hand in hand. It's not one without the other. Your brand strategy influences what you're doing in terms of marketing and in terms of your marketing and its effectiveness in your business as a whole. And so we help entrepreneurs really tie together those dots. We also focus on organic marketing. So we don't do paid ads or we don't teach that strategy. That's not our vibe. It's much more about the human connection that comes from an organic effort first. And then of course, ads have their place at some point in time in your business, but that's a little bit about us. I love it. Let's get into it. I know that you are a powerhouse and you have so much knowledge when it comes to what you were just starting to talk about. So let's just get into like high level. What do you teach people? So you're teaching people how to develop a brand. What are the components of developing a brand from a high level? 
So I think most often when I ask people, tell me about your brand, I hear, well, my fonts, logos, and colors. And I'm like, okay, we've got work to do. And I love it. So your brand is how you're perceived in the market. It's how you're making people feel. And ultimately your brand is the reason that people are choosing to say yes to you. So once you figure out and connect those dots that it's beyond your visuals, you're really ready to elevate your brand strategy as a whole. And in terms of what goes into that, Erin, I mean, literally high level, think of it as every messaging component within your business is your brand. And it's how you're making people feel. It's the emotion that's tied to that. It's what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. That's your brand. So if you think of some of your favorite brands, whether they're product-based or they're people, you have a reason for liking them and you feel connected to them in some way. And that brand has probably made you feel a certain way, which is why you're loyal to them. It's like the reason we all go to Target, right? Or maybe not all of us, but if you are a Target shopper, you are very familiar with Target's brand and you're very familiar with the Target runs where you go for one thing and then you walk out with the throw pillows from Hearth and Hand and all the things, right? Like you love Target for a reason and it creates a feeling for you. And whether that's convenience or it's just like, I love how this looks in my home, whatever it may be, there's a, there's a reason that we all make our buying decisions. And that comes back to your brand. Tell us a little bit about one or two of your favorite brands, what they make you feel and like the inside scoop of what they're doing to create this like loyalty around their buyers. Gosh, Erin. Okay. Well, I could start with big brands, but I think I'm going to actually start with one of my clients who, okay, I, maybe I'm a little bit biased here, but we obviously had an opportunity to build out her brand strategy, but she was so crystal clear in her vision. Her company is called Orchid and Ash. And it is non-tox candles. She's just like really adamant about that. But what I love about her brand is that she has infused her story into her candles. So she has a whole history with autoimmune and various different things that she's experienced in her own health journey, which is the reason that her products exist because she could not find things that were going to be good in her home that she could burn for hours at a time. And her company has obviously grown since this too. So she also has ritual sprays now. And she's like, I could have called them room sprays, but this is part of your ritual. This is part of you infusing this into your daily routine. My vision is that somebody is spraying their ritual spray and then they're meditating to start their day. And I'm like, that is such a powerful buy-in to the story and to the feeling that you're helping people create. It's magical. So what she's done and just like everything from her visuals to the story. I mean, even when you read her product descriptions on her website, it's like there's a reason and an intention behind everything she's built and everything that she's infused in her brand. So I think from the standpoint of a brand that's extremely intentional, that infuses stories seamlessly in what they're doing and allows people to feel connected to a product. I mean, this is a ritual spray that I have on my desk and I spray it and then I meditate and I'm like, this is this feeling of peace, of harmony, of getting my day started. It's amazing, right? It's a really cool, powerful thing that just connects all the dots. The other one that I'm going to use, and maybe this one's going to be a little bit controversial, but if you guys take a look at what the Kardashians have done, I mean, talk about people who are expert brand builders and regardless of your beliefs around that family as a whole, look at the number of companies they own. Every single company that they have has a brand story, has a strategic message, meaning, et cetera, behind it in order for you to have buy-in to what it is that they're doing. I mean, when you look at their tequila brand to Kylie Cosmetics, everything has a reason, has an intention, and has power behind what it is that they're producing and what they're putting out. Even the Skims brand. There's so much more here than just your TV personality. There's a dedication. There's a reason. 
There's something that you're working to embody and demonstrate and help people live and create a lifestyle around, right? So they've done an excellent job just in terms of the whole branding as lifestyle in every single company that they own. I love it. Thanks for giving those specific tangible examples. So Mm -hmm. as somebody who's listening to this show and they have an established business, but they feel like they could really sharpen some of their messaging and their branding and building authority. What are some of the key questions do you think that they need to ask themselves in order to get to some of these answers around how they create a crystal clear message, how they create story, how they create connection with buyer? Like, what are those initial questions they need to be asking themselves and that they could literally pause the show and like journal on as they're listening? What would you say those are? So first and foremost, it comes down to knowing who it is that you're serving. And this is your target audience, your ideal avatar, whatever term that you choose to use there. But this is very intimately knowing who this person is and personifying them, like actually bringing them to life. For example, our avatar, her name is Mel Bardo. She has a very specific demographic. She has a specific business. But beyond that, the most important thing that you need to understand about your avatar is that they have an internal underlying problem that's causing them to feel some certain way. We are motivated as human beings to live in a state of peace and fulfillment and joy, et cetera, right? Like that's what we're craving in some capacity. So we have to not only understand what our audience is dealing with in terms of their problem, their pain points at that internal level, but also what they ultimately want. What are those desires that our audiences actually have and how do we then help get them there? So three questions for you. Number one, what is that internal problem? Those pain points that your audience is experiencing and how are those problems causing them to feel? What are the emotions that are coming up when they're thinking about that? Okay, so I'm just going to use ours. It'll be an easy example here. So I could say very surface level, when we have a client that comes to us, it's typically... I don't think my message is connecting with my audience. Like that's very surface level problem. My brand strategy is not connecting. Something's happening. Okay, well, what's underneath that? Really, it's I want to make more sales. I'm not seen as an authority in my space. And I want to be able to have the freedom in my business that I'm craving, right? So problem statements around that are I'm not making enough money in order to be able to live my life in the way that I want to. I'm afraid that my business is going to fail and I'm going to have to go back to my corporate nine to five and or... I'm afraid that I'm not going to close enough clients in order to be able to make ends meet this month, right? So those are just a handful of problem statements that our audience is experiencing. Obviously, within that, you can hear there's fear. You can hear there's shame. You can hear that there's some sort of like internal struggle that's going on for them, that they're like, this is no longer acceptable and I need a solution to it, right? So in terms of what they want, this kind of goes back to the freedom of entrepreneurship. We know that our avatar specifically is creating a level of freedom in their life and in their business. And they want their business to be a direct reflection of who they are as a human being and the authority that they bring to the table that allows them to make decisions in their life and business that lead them to the vision that they want, right? So that vision could be, I want to be able to raise my babies. This is for our avatar. We know that she's a mom. I want to be able to raise my babies and contribute to our family and take the kids to Disney every year. Like that is an important core component so that we can make family memories so that our kids grow up with all of these awesome family experiences and they feel connected to us. Like that's a core important desire, right? Another one might be, I just want to be financially free. I want to be able to have cash in the bank, have cash in my business, be able to delegate when I need to and have an expansiveness that I don't, that I don't currently have, but that's a desire. So as you're thinking, okay, 
What are those desires? That's question number two, right? Like what are the desires? Where do they want to be? What do they want to feel? Yeah. So that is an important component as you're thinking through all of this. It always comes back to an emotion. It comes back to how I want to feel. Not only what is the desire, because we could all say, well, I want to make more money. Well, why? You have to take it a step further. And honestly, asking why is probably one of the simplest ways to be able to uncover this. So if you come up with a base desire of what your avatar really wants, okay, I want more money. Great. Why? Why does your avatar want more money? So that I can take my kids to Disney and we can make memories as a family together. And they always remember that growing up forever and always. And also I have a sense of peace and security that I need in order to be able to thrive in my life and show up as who I want to be. Okay. So it's so much lengthier than I want more money. It's so much more in depth than that. So you have that desire. And then once you have figured out that problem and that desire, you're working to message towards the transformation of how you help someone get there. So that's your third question is how do you as a brand help someone overcome their problem, achieve their desire, and that's their transformation. Love it. So succinct. And I'm obviously such a believer in all of this and all that you teach. And I think it's really important. The clearer you are with who you want to attract and how you help them, the easier it is for your potential buyer to know that you're their person, you're their guide, and you can help them get to the solution. And people buy for two reasons, I say, to either be resolved from a pain or to be brought to pleasure. And some brands are going to lean more into like, let me relieve you from pain, some like a luxury brand's going to emphasize way more the pleasure points of why you want to have a designer handbag. You're not like rescuing them from a huge, massive pain problem. <laughs> so this is also, I think like as we're filtering our questions, like what you're saying, really think about your brand and go deep, ask the continual question. So that, so that, why, why get deeper and deeper. And sometimes the initial things you think you're like, oh, actually it's a little bit more this. And that small tweak As you start to speak it out in your messaging and all that, which I want to get to, like, how do we build that authority online is going to help the right people to come and for those people to convert, which Mm -hmm. is huge. So thank Mm -hmm. you for taking us through that. And if you're like eating this up, like I know so many of you will, please take some time to like journal on those questions and like refine your brand. Okay, so Steph, you are amazing at showing up online. And I know this is something that you teach people. How do people work to build authority online in order to grow their business and really grow their wealth, grow their money? That's what the yeah. show is all about. So what are some key components there? After you've done the deep strategy work, well, number one, the deep strategy work, you got a very small glimpse of it in terms of what we just walked through. That gives you more clarity and confidence to be able to show up in your zone of authority. So the first thing that I say is that this has to start with you and you have to claim your authority and you have to give yourself permission to have this before you're going online. No one's going online and validating you as like a, you are now an authority in your industry. Like that's not the reality of what's happening. You have to claim that and embody it and show up in that way so that your audience can lean in and go, Ooh, they've got something. Something is going on there. That's like, There's an energy and people can feel that, right? I have this term I call brand energy. This comes from people saying, Steph, I love your energy and I feel so connected to it and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's the brand energy. That's what it really comes down to is who are you not only in your business? I love what you asked me at the beginning of this, Erin, because it was a, who are you outside of your business? Well, who I am outside of my business very much gets infused into who I am in my business. This is why I always say like, 
we celebrate through adventure here at the Weber Co. Because I love to adventure and I know that our clients do as well. Like they enjoy traveling and having different life experiences. And so that's a part of how I show up online. And I also know that when entrepreneurs have the freedom to be able to do what they want to do in their businesses, they can say, I'm going to take a quick weekend trip and fly down to Florida to see my friend this weekend or whatever it may be. Right. So I know that as I'm showing up in storytelling, it's very much about what my avatar wants, what they desire and how I'm embodying that as an authority in the online space and how I'm showing that. And I think when I explain this, people say, well, what about transparency? And I'm like, listen, you being transparent as a brand is absolutely core to who you are. So what Aaron and I were talking about earlier, we are moms and we are entrepreneurs. And that life looks a little nuts sometimes. And so I share that with my audience because they can connect to it. And that's part of positioning my authority is, hey, I am a mom. And this is how I'm intentional with my kids. And this is what that time looks like for me. And when I'm in my business, this is what that looks like for me. And here's how I'm doing it. Because I'll have people say, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't do it all, first of all. But when you're transparent about that, again, it gives your audience a level of inspiration and something to aspire to. Because oftentimes, whatever you're doing in your business, you've mastered in some way. Your audience is working to get to. It's about helping them see the journey and the path to what you've cultivated. And that is a huge part of showing up online as an authority. People buy from people, right? And you have to build that trust factor and like showing what your authority is, like what you want to achieve, I have done and I'm living it and I'm showing you it's available to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a huge part of it that you're saying is showing the desired transformation in your own life, right? So like, give us one or two specifics of how you do this in the Weber Co. for your brand. So I'll use the motherhood and entrepreneurship example to start. When I was pregnant with Eli, I had people say, well, Steph, how are you going to navigate your business? And so I have actually done podcast episodes on this. And I also show this in our daily life. So not only do you see me show up and teach you about brand strategy or marketing or whatever, but in the mornings I'll jump on stories. And if it's my turn to take Eli to school that day, because that is part of what works for us is that Eli goes to school. Then I'll show like, we're getting ready for breakfast or we're having breakfast together. This is what my mornings look like. It's not the perfect morning routine. It's not my 20 minute meditation journal time because I don't have that right now in my mornings, And that's okay. And I accept that and I embrace it and I move through it. But I show my audience that as well. So that's kind of one tangible way is just, first of all, what does your brand actually stand for? And if your brand, for example, ours incorporates motherhood and entrepreneurship, then how do I show that? And that's one way that I do that is by showing how I'm a mom and how I show up in that space. And also then how do I show up as an entrepreneur? And I'll also talk about the things that have worked for us just as a family, things that we do that are easy, that help make our lives easier and flow throughout the week, like meal prepping on Sundays or getting the house cleaned on the weekends. Like those are some simple things that I show and share so that my audience can go, oh, okay, this is what's going to help me have more time to be with my family and, or to be able to build my business. Cool. Got it. So it's not always in your face messaging. Some of it's subliminal. And those are the things that you have to be able to, as a brand, read between the lines and say, what's the subliminal messaging that I'm kind of sharing here with my audience as I'm sharing this story or creating this piece of content or whatever it may be. I love it. And then what's the more in your face messaging that you recommend that you do that helps to build authority and 
create customers. People convert because of this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is very much about sharing your brand beliefs and what you teach and, or what you believe in. So I'm going to use the example actually of one of our clients. Her name is Stacy Heine. She's located here in Indianapolis and she is the urban pharmacy on Instagram. Stacy is very much about plant-based non-tox living, and it is bold and in your face in terms of what she believes. So she'll share statistics about regardless of what your beliefs are. This is her brand. She's like, here's five reasons why you shouldn't eat meat and you should incorporate more plants in your diet. It's just overt. And the people who were like, I want more of that in my life so that I can have more energy or my gut can be healthier or whatever it may be. Those are the people that Stacey's talking to. She's not talking to those of us that are like, I eat steak every night and that's my jam, right? And she knows that, but your brand has to have an attract and repel factor that goes back to what is it at the core that you teach? What is it that you believe in? And what is it that you're teaching to others or influencing others in, in some way and allowing that to be bold and not be afraid of the backlash that could come because you're sharing a brand belief. For example, for me, you'll hear me say, I don't love paid ads. We're running some right now. And I'm like, that is not my favorite way to market. Here's why. Here's why organic marketing is superior to paid advertising, especially as you're scaling to that multi six figure level in business. It's just overt. It's like in your face. And those that are meant to hear that message will then inquire for more information as long as you're leading them there, right? You've got to lead people and you've got to guide people to what you're asking them to do next with you. But that is you being bold and standing as an authority in what you believe in and what you teach. Okay. I want to highlight two things that you said. One is having the attraction and the repelling factors inside of your business. Mm -hmm. And this is so key because as I've worked with people over the years, similar to some of the stuff we're talking about, it was like helping people find their niche. And that's, you know, developing the ideal avatar and blah, 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 blah. It means there are people that are not your ideal buyer. And this is a really hard concept for people to exclude and it's important if you don't repel people then you're not dialed in deep enough like one of my things is I'm not a Dave Ramsey fan and that Mm -hmm. is triggering there are some Dave Ramsey principles I love but he's not speaking to the entrepreneur he doesn't have the same methodology that I do and I've lived out different principles that have brought me great success. So that's one of those repelling things, right? And so anyways, I think it's really important to think what are my brand beliefs and the things that I teach, my methodology that brings the transformation that whether it's a product, whether it's a service that's going to attract people and repel people because who cares about your audience size? It's really about having the right audience that's going to convert. And that's the second point I want to highlight from what you said is you have to make sure you're guiding them to inquire, to make a decision, to know what you offer. And I think this is something many a times, no matter if you have a small brand or a large brand, we feel like, well, I've already like invited them like once, you know, and you have to invite many, many times and say basically the same thing, like 1500 different ways. People need multiple touch points in order to choose to buy and they need a very clear roadmap from your content to choose to convert. Do you want to say anything more about that like portion of things stuff? Yeah, well, I think it speaks volumes to frequency and repetition, which we all know are two top drivers of sales. So I was literally just on our group coaching call with our clients this afternoon. And one of them said, I feel like I'm being annoying. 
because I'm just repeating the same things, but in 17 different ways. And I'm like, yes, welcome to branding and marketing. That is what you are doing. Because in order for our audiences to be able to connect the dots, first of all, every industry, doesn't matter what industry you're in, has a level of saturation. If you just pull up your Instagram account right now, scroll through and see for a minute how many messages that you're getting about buying something or about some kind of offer or about taking action in some way or just the knowledge that you're absorbing, right? There's so much. We have to be able to break through that. And one of the things that allows us to be able to do that and convert is by offering something multiple times. So using the example that I just shared with five reasons why you shouldn't eat meat, at the end of that post, she could say, if you want to incorporate more plants in your diet, come and join my Holistic Mama Society program. Here's what I teach you inside that program. And here's what it's going to do for you. Seamless way to just say, hey, yes, here's the information. Here's the aha awareness moment for you. Let me shake you for a moment. And then here's what you can do about it. Here's your next step in order to take this with me and have your life be transformed in this way, right? But if we don't communicate that with our audiences, if we just leave it at the education, it's like, okay, that was a cool piece of information. Now what? We have to answer the now what? And oftentimes entrepreneurs don't do that because we feel like we're being salesy or we're being icky or we're, you know, being annoying because we're making offers so much. People want their problems to be solved. It's just about the right thing that's going to click with the right person at the right time. The more you offer, the more opportunity you have. And I always say sales is just being able to serve people at a higher level because there's an energetic exchange of money. So you are getting served by that small, here's five ways to incorporate more plants. But imagine if you worked with Stacey or you got a program with her, how much more you're going to learn and the world runs on money. I mean, that's just facts. And so if you want a deeper transformation, you're going to need to pull out your pocketbook. I know you and I teach the same thing that in pricing strategy, you're going to make sure that it's in alignment that you are like over delivering or, you know, that is a very good ROI, whatever price tag you put on it, you feel really aligned and like you're doing the world good if the right person buys it. So totally. And that, that goes back to knowing your avatar as well and knowing where they're at in their life and pricing in a way that makes sense to meet your avatar where they are. And based upon the offer transformation that you are providing, which goes back to your brand strategy. Yep. It's all tied together. Oh my gosh. Which just like puts the prettiest bow on top of this conversation. Thank you Steph so much for joining us. I just love the practicality of the three questions you said that we need to ask in order to really understand who our buyer is. And I think that was so key for people in creating foundational things. I loved how we talked about how do you cultivate brand beliefs that attract and repel? I think that's a really important piece for people to reflect on. And then this idea of being online and showing the subtle messages of change transformation and your example around mom and entrepreneurship, because that's something specific to your avatar, but then also putting the message out there specifically of serving, giving a bit of what exactly you know, and then doing it with repetition and creating a very clear path to conversion. Like this was just an amazing conversation. Thank you, Steph, for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Erin. It was great. Okay. I'm going to give you some wealthy women rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. What is your biggest money moment that you're most proud of? Ooh, biggest money moment would be the launch that I had in 2020 that led me out of my full-time job. Very proud of that moment. And it has continued to 
flourish and lead me where I am today. What made you most proud about that money moment? Um, I <laughs> feel that I had that money moment, Erin, because I made $1,500 a month for 12 months investment in a month where I had no secured business income on my books. I had current client contracts that were ending and I said, I'm going for it and I'm going all in and I see the opportunity over the risk and I'm betting on myself and I trust myself and I trust that this is going to work out. And it did. I love that. What has been your biggest money lesson? I think for me, the lesson of not trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I honestly feel like that for me came from my influencer days when I had a credit card that was maxed out. I mean, it was was $6,000, which was very significant at the time. Now doesn't seem quite as significant based upon the life stage where we're at. Um, But that being said, I think in that, I really learned what was important to me. And for me, being able to spend my money in investing and eventually someday real estate, And being able to set our kiddos up for success, like that's been a shift for me versus the material things that I have. And, you know, or we can have both or whatever, whatever that needs to be for you. But I think just boiling things down to what's important to me and how can I evaluate that on a really personal level has been important. Mm, I love that. If I were to give you a hundred thousand dollars right now, what would you do with it? Invest in real estate. Yay! I like that answer. <laughs> okay, last question. If you're getting super bougie, what does Steph spend her money on? Travel. Always travel. That's what Where it are you going to go? Like, tell me your bougie trip. Oh, I want to hear it. Big, big trip. Okay, Erin, good question. Where am I going? Um, I, I want to tell you I'd most likely go to Disney, which I probably would. But if it's just me, I'm probably going on a cruise or to the beach somewhere. I love the water, love the beach. It's not a place that we get to go a lot. We get to go to the mountains and we get to hike, but I'm like, I also think I'm in a season of wanting to just rest and relax and chill and Every read a trimester book. pregnancy will do yeah. that with a toddler. Totally. <laughs> totally. I'm like, I just want to like dip my toes in the water on a white sand beach and read a book. So that's where I'm at right now. So fun. Steph, I know people are leaning into this conversation. They know that they've just gotten the tip of the iceberg of what you can offer. So can you share where people can find you? And if you have any resources that you want to point them to, I'd love for you to share that. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So come hang out with us on Instagram at the Weber Co. Weber is just one B. You also can check out our website, theweberco.com. We do serve entrepreneurs in a couple of different ways. We have a group coaching program specifically for those of you that are service-based and we teach launch strategy, brand strategy, some really amazing things are happening in that program for our clients. And then we also have our agency, which is more done for you work. So if you're like, please do this for me, we do offer that. So those are the resources that I would say, just come hang out with us on Instagram, DM me, let me know that you listen to this podcast and I'm excited to connect. And you have a show as well, right Steph? Yes, I do have a show. You can listen to Branded wherever you get your podcast. So it's just Branded with Steph Weber. We have a weekly episode that drops and it's creating a marketing strategy combined with also life and business as a whole. So yes, which is still branding and marketing strategy. So there we go, which we learned from our combo today. Amazing. Go follow Steph, listen to her show. And thanks so much for joining us today, Steph. Thanks, Erin. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? 
It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.erinbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.erinbridgman.com.